This is my mother Phyllis's story of her paternal grandmother, Mary Faulkner. She writes, My grandmother Faulkner was a twin. She married my first grandfather, Captain Brock. He was captain of a, he was captain of a three-masted sailing vessel at Port Dover. He was robbed of his money on pay night and was thrown overboard and drowned. Like many sailors in his day, he could not swim. Grandmother had had three children by him, Bill, Clara, and Percy, my father. She eventually married again to Frank Faulkner and had one child by him, Hilda. Mary and Frank Faulkner lived in Port Dover in a little stucco cottage. They had about an acre of land with a couple of barns and a large chicken yard fenced in. They had two horses and a Jersey cow, lots of chickens and ducks and a few geese. They had a strawberry patch, a raspberry patch, and a very large garden. I can see Grandma now on their large front veranda sitting in an old rocking chair with a large two-quart jar full of milk and cream. She would rock and shake and rock and shake and eventually the result was buttermilk and butter. The buttermilk was the best I have ever tasted. Then she would pour the liquid into a big wooden bowl and use a butter sieve to draw out the pieces of butter. Mary and Frank were almost self-sufficient, though not rich. They had fresh eggs from their hens and also chickens to eat. They had Jersey milk from the cow, also butter and cream. They had vegetables from the garden, potatoes, carrots, beets, squash and onions stored in the root cellar for the winter. They had berries from the garden. Grandma made jams and jellies. Grandma cooked on a huge iron cook stove which was fueled with wood. It had an oven and a water reservoir. She was a good cook. Breakfast was always a hearty meal, bacon and eggs and fried potatoes, toast and coffee, and usually a pie of some description served up on a beautiful glass pedestal dish. Grandma Faulkner wore cotton print dresses for every day, very long and usually covered with a voluminous apron with large pockets. When she went to work in the garden, she always wore a sunbonnet. It was not stylish in those days to be tanned. She was a tall, gaunt woman with thick, beautiful white hair. She had false teeth, which must have been uncomfortable, because she usually put them in her apron pocket. I can remember starting out to church with her. People said that we walked exactly the same, toes out and fast. We would get partly along the way, and she'd say, Oh, Shaw, we have to go back. I would say, Why? And she would say, I forgot my teeth. I left them in my apron pocket. Sometimes she would have a quilting bee at her home, inviting five or six other ladies. They all sewed like mad and never stopped talking and gossiping. Then tea and cookies and cake would be served. It was a very pleasant social event, and the results were lovely quilts in various patterns, log cabin, wedding ring, goose tracks, etc. Every scrap of material would be saved, cotton and wool and linen. There were no synthetics then. She must have had a sewing machine because she made most of her clothes 
and dresses also for Hilda and Clara. Grandma was a great one for visiting. She had many relatives and friends in Dover. We would walk out almost every day to call on someone, Pete and Eva Brock, many of the Lowe family, two old maid sisters who lived together, and many others whose names I can't remember. There was a summer kitchen at the side of the house, which was used in warmer weather. There was an old iron range on which Grandma heated the old sad irons, which had detachable handles. She would iron with one until it lost its heat. Then she would replace it on the stove, detach the handle, and fasten it onto the hot iron from the stove and continue her ironing. Everything was washed by hand in a huge galvanized wash tub on a scrub board with felt snap the soap. The clothing was then rinsed in another tub and put through a hand wringer and hung out to dry. There was also a huge copper boiler which used to boil white articles, such as sheets and pillowcases with bleach, to make them snowy white. The back kitchen would be filled with clouds of steam. Then she would fish the articles out with a long round pole and transfer them to the rinsing tub. Wash day was a long and busy day requiring a lot of physical strength washing, rinsing, wringing, and hanging, not to be compared with today's ease of automatic washers and dryers. A woman's reputation was judged by the whiteness of her wash. No drip dries or wash and wear then, no easy synthetics but pure cottons, linens, and wools. There was a large square table covered with a brightly patterned oilcloth, the main attraction was the huge kitchen cabinet there with the many doors and drawers, flour bin and sugar bin. There was a bright linoleum on the floor and many windows, so that the room was bright and cheery. Water was supplied by a pump in the summer kitchen and in the main kitchen. It was lovely, soft well water in which you could really work up a lather, which had a good, pure taste. More on Grandma Faulkner and her house later.